hanging out and drinking Something that you want to do Well, let me introduce you to my boys, Matt and Drew For fun and laughs and spirits There's just one place to go It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show Whiskey Tequila Friday Show with my boys, Matt and Drew Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. And happy Friday to all of you out there, and welcome to Whiskey Tequila Fridays, our podcast where we talk about whiskey, we talk about tequila, we drink a little bit, we educate, we libate, and we try to have a little bit of fun. So my name is Matt. I am the whiskey guy. I'm here to help find your way through some whiskey knowledge, maybe taste, maybe make a cocktail, maybe help with some ideas. And with me is Drew. My tequila caballero. <laughs> I don't even really know what caballero means. I think it means gentleman. Is it? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh. It sounds kind of like cowboy, but right. I, I think it but also I think can mean cowboys gentleman. are gauchos. That's right? too. That too. Yeah. I have no idea. My Spanish. So is... I'm either the tequila cowboy or I'm the tequila <laughs> gentleman. Either way, my Spanish is horrible. Yes, and we'll learn that as we go. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> So let's let's tell our listeners here a little bit about what this show will be. All right. So the plan is, the general format, is to talk a little bit about a whiskey that I brought. Okay. And then to talk a little bit about a tequila that you brought. Sounds like a plan. Now maybe we'll throw in a wild card here and there. Well, we'll just drink nothing but whiskey. Or we'll drink nothing but tequila. Maybe I'll bring both. Maybe you'll bring both. Right? We're Fair gonna, enough. We're going to jazz it up. We're going to change it up. Yeah. Maybe mix a few cocktails here and there. That's right. Maybe have some guests. I'd like to have some guests. Yes, that's I the idea. I don't know who they would be, but let's have some guests. Let's get some listeners first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll have some guests. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Six listeners cannot be wrong. <laughs> I'm sure they will all demand it. Yeah. It'd be great to be able to talk to someone from one or both of those industries, right? right? Just get a little bit of nuance about what they do and how it might be similar, how it might be different, because there are some really interesting similarities and differences between the two spirits, right? Absolutely. And I think the way we kind of got into this is you were getting into whiskey or, or well in down the whiskey rabbit hole. I was into tequila and we said, well, why don't, you taste some of my tequila, and you said, well, okay, why don't you taste some of my whiskey? And yeah, you're making it sound like you got, you got peanut butter in my chocolate and like <laughs> I chocolate. <laughs> it was basically, why don't you come over and drink what I have yeah, one day? Yeah, it was pretty social. Yeah. yeah. Pretty laid back. Yeah. But no, the, the idea behind the tastings are going to be neat. We're going to sip these neat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Down the road. Or if you, listener, are buying them and you need to add an ice cube, if you need to add some mixers, we understand. You yeah, know, for we're, sure. We're here to help you with your journey. We're here to maybe educate and libate, right? Educate and libate. I love it's it. a t-shirt. It is. That's a good t-shirt. Not that we have a t-shirt. No, but, but we it, will. it could be. Yeah. Get, get some listeners first, then we'll get some t-shirts. How about there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Perfect. Um, I gotta, I gotta ask you about that song in the beginning 
from your buddy Joby. Oh yeah. All right. So let's, let's talk a, about that. Let's take a moment and and officially thank Mr. Oh. Joby Holland. He graciously offered to sing us a little jingle for our opening and closing songs, and we couldn't be more grateful. The I was so blown away by the songs that he sent us, and I, I don't think that country is my number one genre. Yeah, no, and it's not really going to be the forte of this podcast. No, but it was just so good. He's a talented musician. He's awesome. Yeah, so Forsha Creek is the name of his band, and he and Shed have a podcast called Forsha Creek, where they talk about hunting, and it's a great podcast. If you're into hunting, be sure and check out Forsha Creek. Forsha. Yes. Like Porsche? Well, how, how do you spell it's that? It's spelled F-O-U-R-C-H-E. Forsha. What the, what the hell is a Forsha? <laughs> <laughs> well, Forsha Creek is an actual creek down in southern Missouri, which I think oh. is kind of where he's from. So he kind of sings about his roots. I gotcha. Now, let me ask you something. Down on Forsha Creek, do they say Missouri or Missouri? <laughs> I'm from Missouri. And yeah, me too. I know for a fact that you can say it either way. Right. And not really get kicked out of the room. Correct. You just don't want to say Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people do. <laughs> but uh, no, Missouri, Missouri, okay. I don't think it matters too much. So what? So they have their own podcast. They do, yeah. Forsha Creek, what is it? What? So they interview hunters, they interview sportsmen, different types of interviews. It's been a really interesting thing. I have... I don't know the first thing about hunting, but yeah, I me either. but I have found it to be intriguing because just of how the energy that they have when they talk to each other and there's always something to learn, you know, you learn about the count of the antlers, you know, when they do buck hunting and they oh, okay. they shoot the deer or whatever and then the length of the antler and the number of whatever points and stuff like that. So they talk about hunting with bow, hunting with gun, shed Likes to hunt wild boar with his bare hands. What? He, he jumps out of trees and he attacks wild boar with a knife. What? <laughs> these are these are these are men. Is he, are, is he wearing a loincloth? Because that's the only thing that could make that story more perfect. <laughs> or like a Rambo bandana? I, right. I don't know. All I know is that it, my my jaw dropped when he said when I thought. That they were joking. Wild boar. Like yes. a real wild boar. Yes. Yeah. Hanging out in the tree like Rambo and then jumping down and stabbing wild boar. Dude, with. wild boar are vicious animals. They will tear a man apart, right? Well, you, you should tune in to the Forest Geek podcast oh and, my gosh. and learn all about it because it, it's pretty interesting. That is amazing. But anyway, getting back to the music. Yeah. Thank Sorry. you. Thank you, Joby, so much. For, Joby's so awesome. Yeah. We appreciate his contribution to the podcast. So enjoy the opening and closing songs provided to you by Joe Holland from Forsha Creek. So thank you, Joey. Yeah. So should we talk about what we brought today? Absolutely. All I right. think we should also talk about not only what we brought, but what we're sipping it from. And I, we don't have to geek out too much on the All glasses right. that we're using, but yeah. that might be a future episode. But I think we should mention that it, it does make a difference. Oh, yeah, right? sure. We're not sipping these out of red Solo cups. 
No. Not that I wouldn't. No. No. But we're not. Right. <laughs> no. This is casual, but yeah. but we are sipping fine. We're sipping fine liquid in fine glasses. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So the whiskeys we have in Glencairn glasses okay. and the tequila we have in a Riedel. Riedel tequila a, glass. Yep. A stemmed tequila. Yep. It almost looks like a white wine glass, but it's right. shaped just ever so slightly different. But yep. Riedel is the manufacturer and the line is their, it's their tequila yeah. glass. It reminds me a little more of a champagne flute. More it's, than a wine glass, right? It's it's little almost wider. like if you took a white wine glass and stretched it to the point where it's almost, almost becoming a, a champagne flute, yep. right? All right. So what? So you said Glencairn. Is that the manufacturer? Or is that the type of glass? Or it's sort of like Kleenex. Oh, gotcha. Glencairn is the number one manufacturer of that glass. I okay. believe that there are other manufacturers now doing that, but. They, they might not be able to call it that because they don't have the trademark. Gotcha. Only only the Glencairn glass can call it a Glencairn glass. Okay, and that's where I bought this from was a Glencairn, you know, off of Amazon. But it was a sure. Glencairn brand, right? Tulip shaped, right? Little yep. bulbous at the bottom, and then smaller at the front. The alcohol then kind of hovers down below and allows the flavors to kind of come up more concentrated. As you, okay. as you swirl it and Excellent. as you nose it. Excellent. Yeah, so we're going to swirl this and nose this just like wine? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to nose it. We're going to taste it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to enjoy it. Yeah. All right. But, all right, good. So what's in your glass? All right, so the theme of today is sort of our favorites, right? Yeah. We're talking yeah. about our favorites. And, and maybe not our absolute all-time favorites of all yeah, no. ever, but yeah. this is something that's... One of our favorites that's available on the shelf regularly. Yep, I would I would say that, yes. And the idea behind a favorite does have to be availability. You okay. Know, you, yep. have to, you have to have access to it, right? So my favorite that I brought today is the Wild Turkey Rare Breed Barrel Proof Rye. All right, excellent. So there's a lot going on there. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into it. Okay. But it's made by Wild Turkey, and it is on the rye side. It's a rye category, right? And barrel-proof just means that it's right out of the barrel. So it's a little stout. Gotcha. Gotcha. So when you say it's a little stout, what what's a little? <laughs> it's it's 112 proof. 112.2. Yeah. That's that's hot. It's got some punch to it. It's yeah. got a little we're gonna, punch. We're going to get warm here. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. What did you bring? So I brought El Tesoro Reposado. And this is one of my favorites. I should clarify for the newbies out there. I guess there's a, a number of El Tesoro brands. This is El Tesoro de Don Felipe. What does El Tesoro stand for? I, I think El Tesoro means the treasure. So they're so there's a lot of the treasure of whatever. Grabbing different, yeah. Yeah. So, But when, when you hear about tequila drinkers, you know, when you hear tequila drinkers talking about El Tesoro, this is the one that they mean. El Tesoro de Don Felipe... This one you can find in the store. I think people might be a little sticker shocked when you start shopping for good tequila. It is a premium spirit. Yeah, that's what we'll have to kind of help people with along the way. Yeah. It's, is that a lot of ones that we are going to be dr- drinking are going to be expensive. They're going to be pricier. But hopefully we can bring some budget hitters. Hopefully we can bring some affordable whiskeys and tequilas that are really good, really good value for the money. Yeah. I think we should do that right away. Yeah. All right. 
Maybe episode number two. Excellent. All right. See, we're already. All right. We've all, we haven't we're, even done this one. We've already got number already two. Got, <laughs> we've already got number two planned out. Yeah. So this one is just highly regarded, traditionally made. This is everything a tequila should be. And I really like the Reposado because I think the aging Reposado means rested. It means it's been aged in a barrel from anywhere from two months to a year. Anything less than two months will still be a Blanco. Anything over a year will be an Añejo. I think the Reposado, the, the resting in the barrel really adds something and makes it a little more drinkable. And this is coming in at 80 proof, which is just about what every tequila is going to come in. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, we are drinking whiskey first and then tequila second. And the drop-off in the proof is going to be dramatic here. It is. But that's okay. That's all right. So do we need to reverse it today or are we still going to go in whiskey? I mean, we're going to go back and forth no matter what, right? Right. Oh, we got to introduce everybody to our little little trademark secret. Our invention. Yes. Shall I start with... Let's start. Let's start with the whiskey. Start with the whiskey? Yeah. All right. So let's give it a little smell and decide. Get your nose in there. Right. So this is a rye whiskey, which means it is 51% rye. The other breakdown, I believe it's 37 and 12, so 37 corn and then 12% malted barley. No age statement. It's believed to be around four years. Okay. But it's not on the bottle. It says... Straight rye, which means has to be at least two years. Okay. And then barrel proof means right out of the barrel at 112.2 smackaroos. Gotcha. So so typically, if it wasn't barrel proof, they'd add a little water to it to bring it down to whatever they wanted sure, to? Sure. Like their, their standard um, 101 rye is 101 proof. Okay. Yeah. So maybe came out of the barrel at 112, similar to this, and then they water it down They watered bit. that down. Gotcha. Yeah, right. So for me, this is just baking spices all yeah. over the place. Right, right. So many that I can't even I can't even list them all. Right. You get some rye in there, but you also get cardamom and cinnamon and all these baking allspice, even a little bit of like anise, like licorice. Sure. I really love the smell of these ryes because it's like sticking your head in the bag of rye bread or walking into the deli. Just that big punch of rye. Of like caraway seeds yes. is yep. what I get. Yep. A lot of caraway, a lot of clove, a lot of all those spices, right. but but well balanced. Nothing really stands out one more than the other here. Right. It's a good balance of, of spices. And you know, one thing too is as we're smelling it, you know, you get a little distance between your nose and the glass, but you can bury your nose right in this one. It's 112 proof, and it's not burning me at all. It's not no. blowing out my sinuses. No, I mean, if, what do you think? If, if you get in there deep enough and take a big enough whiff, you'll get the ethanol eventually. But, okay. But yes, I've I've definitely nosed whiskeys that come off a lot hotter. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you can get a hundred proof whiskey that noses really strong and then you can get a 112 like this that might not really nose that strong at all. Sure. You know, that's, that's the beauty of whiskey. It doesn't always... Followed by the number. Okay. Excellent. Should we give it a taste? Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. That's really good. What did you get? Oh, it is it is really good. It is warm. It is warm. And it I, is almost overwhelming 
in terms of spice. Like, again, cannot pick out one particular spice. The cinnamon, the clove, the rye, the licorice, all of that just coming at you at 100 miles an hour, right? Right. I don't know that my palate is developed well enough to pick out individual spices anyway. But yeah, that is all kinds of barrel oak, you call them baking spices. Yeah. It, 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 very flavorful. A little warm. A little, little warm. warm down yeah. in my belly. <laughs> yeah, you're getting that, <laughs> yep. getting that Kentucky hug. Uh-huh. Yeah. This makes me feel like fall. It makes me wish that the weather was a little cooler, that we had a right. fire going, that yeah. it was almost too cold to be outside, because then this would, this warm, would warm you up. You'd be, right. just, you'd be just fine. And our wives might come out and go, why, why aren't you cold out here? And we could just, because I've got rare breed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just that it would warming. Work. Yeah. Delicious. I, I think this is just, you know, it's a little hard to find, but if you look for it, you can find it. Price range anywhere from 45 to 60, okay. depending on which store is trying to gouge you a little bit, yeah, you know. Right. But it, it, it is achievable. If you got, got to look for it a little bit, you know. So one thing you taught me, which we I want to teach our listeners, is to get a little sip in your mouth and then go back in and re-smell the glass. Yeah. Let's, let's try yeah. that. Our second sip. Right. So for me, it really dialed down some of the baking spices and it kicked up what, like a red fruit type taste. Oh, all right. Cherries, plums, yeah. kind of thing. I don't yeah. know. Are plums red fruit? I don't know. No, we've, but we've we've been sipping this a little bit before and after and during yeah. our recording. And you you mentioned that once before, even like a almost like a cherry cough syrup kind of a note. Yeah, sometimes. or a cherry chapstick, even a cherry maybe. Chapstick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just this super sweet, but not artificial tasting like cherry chapstick. Just that super sweet cherry mm-hmm. flavor. Excellent. So should we move over to the tequila? I can tell you're anxious. I can see you over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm staring at it. <laughs> it's, it's eyeing you down. It is. It is. So let's give this one a little smell. It's such a difference oh. from a rye whiskey, right? I just find this nose to be so delicate. Yes. I mean, we have nosed and tasted quite a few tequilas, you and I. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I could just sit and sniff this for, for hours. For hours. For hours. For sure. So while I'm over here just smelling this and nosing this mm-hmm. and enjoying myself, mm-hmm. why don't you geek out a little bit about this El Tesoro? Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yes, I can geek out on some El Tesoro. So... <laughs> We we started this episode by saying that this may not be our absolute favorite. It's one of our favorites, but this one very well could be my absolute favorite. Is pushing it, yeah. It's up there. It's it is definitely up there. This is definitely my favorite reposado at the moment. It's in most stores. It's attainable. You might still find it in the fifty fifty five dollar range. They did go through a pricing increase recently, so it might be up to sixty-five, seventy. But it's still out there. It's still affordable as far as tequilas go. Sure, tequila is going to run you a little bit more. 
The El Tesoro is 100% mature agave, estate-grown in the highlands of Jalisco. So this is like a 6,900-foot elevation. And what does estate-grown mean? Well, an estate-grown just means that they are controlling their fields. They aren't sourcing the agave from other growers. So they own the land. They own the land. they are growing the agave. Right, right. And this is truly, this is uh, Carlos Camarena is the master distiller. Third generation distiller in this distillery, La Altena. He is a fifth generation distiller. I guess great grandpa or somewhere along the way, somebody's, a couple of distilleries burned down (laughs) over the years. Sure. So you're saying fire safety in the (laughs) early 1700s might not have been. Might have been a little lax. Yeah. (laughs) And it's 100% Tahona processed. Kind of cool thing on their cork here. They have a representation of a Tahona. The Tahona is this big five, six foot tall volcanic rock wheel. I do like the Tahona. I like yeah, that cork. It's a cool, it's, it's a cool thing. It's volcanic rock and it's, you put the cooked agave into the pit and some horses are, are pulling this wheel and it's wildly inefficient. <laughs> uh, I get it's by, by some measures, it's only 65%. You're, you know, what they're trying to do is juice that agave right. so that they have something to ferment. And they're only getting 65% of the juice. So there's a better way of doing it. There but are for, better for them, ways, but this is the traditional them, way. This is what they want to do. Right. You went back so. in time 100, 150 years. This is how all tequila was made. And yeah. that Tahona, that stone, imparts some minality it does. to the final yeah. product. Maybe not better, but more efficient, let's just say. There's, there's more, more efficient, efficient, but they're choosing what? to right. go with tradition. Right. But it's the traditional method. And then they take the rest of those fibers and they put it with the juice in the fermentation tank, open air. And once that's fermented, then they're putting it into, I guess, in terms of distillery, you know, by distillery standards, relatively tiny copper pot uh, stills. Yeah. And they take those fibers and they hang it in the still. That's interesting. You mentioned that. And I yeah. find that interesting, that and they're I, hanging those fibers. Right, and somebody, you know, when I heard about this, somebody mentioned it's like the way gin is produced. Right. So they must be hanging the botanicals in there, and then you know more about the distillation yeah, the, process. What the, is distillation? Well, the, well, distillation, by definition, is just to purify something. But okay. you, you boil it, right? You bring it up to a certain temperature, and the alcohol evaporates before water does. So... The alcohol will turn into vapor, turn into steam or whatever, and it'll pass through, I guess, those fibers along the wall of the the pot still. Gotcha. Maybe to get grab a little more agave flavor on its way up, as sure. I can only get I, I yeah. only assume. But this is imparting that that pulp, that agave fiber pulp through as it those vapors go through there. I find that to be really intriguing, very interesting. I, I think it's just because they're going to use 100% Tahona processing, they got to get more and more out of those fibers throughout sure. the process. Aged 9 to 11 months in used bourbon barrels, and El Tesoro reuses the barrels 
multiple times so that you're getting a little bit of the barrel influence, you're getting a little bit of the char, you're getting a little bit of the bourbon influence, but because it's been reused, it's not overwhelmingly sure. barrel and bourbon influence. Does no, that I'm make s- sense? I'm still getting a ton of agave before yes. I get anything from the barrel. Before I get toffee or vanilla or any kind of spice, Right. first thing you get is still just agave. It is. Yeah. So let's get in here. Let's give this a good give this a good smell. What are you getting? I think all tequila, I get agave on the nose because I I don't think the American diet has a lot of agave or cactus-like plants. No, you're probably right. I think we have to nose it for a while to pick out more nuance, some other notes in there. Get in there. Nuance. nuance. Yeah, so after I have been smelling it for a little while, I get used to the agave and therefore, then I can start picking up some other scents and flavors. Yep. And I do get some oak, a woody type note from the barrel, but then it's like vanilla. I get a little bit of vanilla. Citrus, or, or I get a real floral quality on this one. Yes, I would agree. Vanilla and oak, and a little bit of that floral note. Yeah. It's so. I just can't. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm going in. It's it. <laughs> it's delicate. It's complex. It makes you want to drink it. Well, funny thing. That's why we're here, right? <laughs> right. Salute. Salute. The first thing I taste is the agave. And once you've held it in your mouth a little bit, I get some of the oak coming out. A little bit of the vanilla. The finish for me is all floral. Mm. flowers and fruit, a little bit of a pepper spice on the tongue. Whereas maybe with the whiskey, it was more cinnamon heat for me. Right. This is more peppery heat. Yeah. Certainly not as hot. And I think that's just the 80 proof versus 112. Definitely not as hot. And there still might be a little bit of whiskey dancing around on my taste buds. Mm -hmm. Because I I did get some spice, but I don't know if that's just some of the oak spice from the barrel of the El Tesoro. Mm -hmm. Or if it's still just some remnants of the... Of the whiskey, but definitely getting floral notes, vanilla, some oak spice. It's right. really, it's really good. It's really. And it's tasty. not like floral. Like I think at some point we've all put a, you know, flower petal in our mouth as a kid, right? It's not that we did. You, you, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't ever try to eat a flower. No. Seriously. No. Have you ever? Well, you should try. Like it's unbearable. <laughs> like it's so much. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's not when I say floral note, it's just it's this it's the scent that's lingering in your sure. head. Sure. Right? You ever walk into a flower shop? Right. I mean that's it's that's that an overwhelming kind of thing. Kind yes. Of. Overwhelming in a good way. Yeah. It's not like you're actually chewing on a flower. You no. really never <laughs> ate a flower. Dude, I've never put a flower in my mouth. No. No. You know what we used to do as kids though? The dandelions, <laughs> the white fluffy part of the dandelion yeah. when it gets all white and fluffy. Okay. I would put it next to my friend's lips and then I would tell them to take a deep breath in and blow. And then as they're like opening their mouth, then you blow and it goes in. It goes <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you ever like choke on that? Like they end up with dandelion dander in their lungs dander i don't know what you call yeah, that. that i mean that's that's about oh. as, that's about as cruel as we got as kids i yeah. guess yeah. but 
It was a, it was a different time. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't taste the dandelion at that point. It was more about you've, just... You've seriously never, like, tried to just, like, wonder what that tastes like. Like, pulled a rose a petal off and no. tried to eat it. Sorry. Mm. No. Do you want me to? Well, I think you should now. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you never did that as a kid. Maybe that's me. I just, I like food. I don't know if you noticed. I don't skip a lot of meals. <laughs> that's what is flour food, though. Well, I'm just saying. So, like, for a long time, I did not like olives. Okay, so, not a flower. Not a flower. <laughs> but hold on, I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you an example. You'll understand the point that I'm trying to make. I did not like olives at all. But every six months, I would retry an olive. Because if I, something had changed and I liked it, I didn't want to be missing out. Okay. So I probably just tasted the flower to be like, hey, do I like this? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it still doesn't make any sense at all. Because flowers are not food. Well, how do you, but how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> how I do think, you know until you try it? I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this. <laughs> okay. All right. I still want you to go home. Like you guys got some flowers on the table or something. Go home and just pluck one yeah. little thing yeah, off no. and just, just Listen, bite into it. You know what I mean? No. Our one listener needs to comment below. <laughs> if, if you've ever tasted flowers, then prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Your mom? Is that our one? Is that our one listener? <laughs> I think it was really good, Matt. You don't have to eat flowers. <laughs> don't listen to that other boy. All right, let's let's go in for a second sip and see what we get. All right, second sip. All right, so now that sip was even better and. Maybe the spices have settled down a little bit, mm-hmm. and I got much more of that vanilla and the floral note. It reminded me of how if you have a vase full of flowers. Now, yeah. again, I haven't eaten flowers, <laughs> but I have taken the flowers out of the vase, and I've dumped the water out, maybe like when the flowers are dead and, and, and they're done. Okay, And then that water... Down in that bottom of that vase, it has a certain odor to it, you know. And it's a very floral, sometimes pungent. It can be pungent, but it's very floral. And, it's, you know, it's kind of like rose water. They, you know, when they say rose water. Rose water, you know, yeah. That, that's like the, grandma's perfume. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a little perfumey, but in a good way. In a good way. This, I could sip this all night long. This is really good. Mmm. And now the floral is coming out even more on the nose. Right. I think coming off of the whiskey, we had such an overabundance of barrel spice and baking spices that we had no choice but to taste it in the tequila. Right. And even rinsing out with some water, it wasn't going to kill all that. Right. Now that we're into nosing it a third or fourth time, let's try a third sip. And we should point out, we do mean sip. Yes, like, we're working on, like, an ounce, ounce and a half here, and it's yes. going to be four or five sips. Yes. This okay. would be a long night if we were drinking these. <laughs> yes. If like, this was a shot each time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, that is good. That is I, so good. That third sip now, I'm getting a lot of vanilla, caramel. Yes. Um, 
still the floral, but then also a minerality in there. Yes. Maybe a touch of like toffee. Oh. Yes. This is very complex. Yeah. And it it lends itself to taking some time with it. Yes. Getting to know it. Buying it a drink, you know, asking where it's from. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. you want to take right. some time with Do this one. Do you come here often? <laughs> That's what we want to know. <laughs> so now, would you put this into a cocktail? Mm, that's a tough one. Because now the price is getting higher. So now it's no longer 40 50 It's 60 or more. Yeah, it's, it's not inexpensive. It is really delicate. And I'm a firm believer that if you like a margarita or you, whatever your cocktail of choice is, that good inputs are going to just make that cocktail better. Oh, of course. But I'm worried that you're going to miss out on a lot of the lean-in for it. Nuance. nuance. I think you're going to miss out on all of these things that we're discovering as we're tasting it. Yes. I think the best answer is that you don't have to mix this. It is so yeah. good. It, it allows itself to just be, to, to open up more, you know. The, another one, one other thing that I wanted to mention about tequila is that this one is also additive-free. Yes. And we don't need to go down the additive rabbit hole, but basically, even when you see something that says 100% agave, they mean 100% agave is what they used as the distillate. The alcohol yes. came 100% from agave. Yes, but let's start our listeners off on the right page. And yes. from here on out, you need to be buying tequila that is additive-free. And how do you do that, Drew? So I do it using the Tequila Matchmaker app. This is a great guide. I go into the store. I look on the shelf. I don't know one brand from another. I'm punching it into the Tequila Matchmaker app. I am looking at the scores that they give. And there's a panel score and a community score. I go by the panel because those were the professionals. And anything that's an 80 and above, I'm usually deciding is... Worthy of trying. Yeah. You know, for our wine drinkers, this isn't like the same scale that wine has, where if it's 90 and above, it's something special. And if it's in the 80s, it's bad. It's, a, it's, their, it's, the own, it's their own scale. But going back just for a moment on that additive free, mm-hmm. you can also Google non-additive tequila, and there is a list. Also produced by... TequilaMatchmaker.com yep. or whatever. Yep. Yep. And if you just hit that that site, then it'll have an article, I think, and then it lists all of the they, producers. It might not be the most up-to-date, but it's fairly up-to-date, right, of all the producers that they have gone through and have been allowed to, what, tour and investigate and certify right. that it's non-additive tequila. Right. They are digging into the books. And this is a problem we don't have in the whiskey world. Is that right? For the most part, that, that's correct. Well, in, in the U.S., we have the government that pretty much regulates most of, of what we have. And you told me an interesting story. Like, a lot of the whiskey purity rules came before the USDA. Like, they're, like, they're, like you could get tainted meat, but your whiskey was going to be pure. <laughs> well, the big one, the Bottled and Bond Act. Okay. Yes, the Bottled and Bond Act came before the Food and Drug Act. 
The Food and Drug Act. Yes. Okay. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So you knew your whiskey was quality, but there was no Food and Drug Administration or Act. No. So (laughs) that's why it was Grandpa's cough syrup, right? That's right. Because you knew it was pure. That's right. And that's where the terms like rot gut and the, the ideas of going blind, drinking moonshine or whatever because those things were actually happening people were dying sure you know so they had to create some regulation right right but let's not get too geeked out here yes let's do let's reel it in let's Let's reel reel it in in. (laughs) and let's sip some spirits back to back so full disclosure this is not our first time sipping two spirits together nope it's also not our first time recording, although I managed to delete most of the recordings. <laughs> oh, in a, don't worry. I have plenty of time to bring up and to <laughs> drag you through the mud for Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many hours of recordings I somehow deleted from, from existence. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I can't find them. They're gone. All I heard was, I need to come over and drink more. That's all I heard. Really? Right. So I'm like, I said, okay, all yeah, of our all recordings right. have been deleted. You need, we need to come we back to, and redo them. Yeah. So we're going to educate and lie bait. Yes. Yeah. And this is a little something that there, it was over the course of a couple of tastings. Right. In one tasting, I said, oh, smell this tequila and then go right in and smell the whiskey and then go right back and smell the tequila again. A couple of days later, we were recording again, and you said, Hey, why don't you sip this whiskey? And then right away, no rinsing, no waiting, go sip the tequila. And thus, Quick Sips (laughs) was born. Yes. And before anybody gets into this whole, you know, beer before liquor, never sicker, or whatever that thing was, and... and, um, you know, mixing your spirits. If you're using quality spirits, you're not going to have a problem with this. Right. But the idea is that we sip the tequila and then we go to the whiskey. Right. And then we sip the whiskey and we go to the tequila. Right. And what does having one in our mouth and having just tasted do to the other spirit? Yes. That's the idea. And for no. those of you that want to steal this, this is trademarked. We have this already oh, yeah. registered no. and trademarked. Right. This so. is a t-shirt. Not really a t-shirt. You can't buy the t-shirt, but it will be a t-shirt. Yes, this is our trademark quick sips. So what do we we want to... I feel like the tequila is so delicate that I almost want to start with the tequila and move to the whiskey. I was going to suggest the same thing. My prediction is that when we do the whiskey, then the tequila, we're not going to get much. From right. the tequila. That's my oh, prediction. You know what I forgot? We need a hype horn. <laughs> so that every time we say quick sips, dude, Google that real quick. Can you Google hype horn? Can we get a sound yeah, effect? I got it. I got it. This yeah. is low. I mean, we are literally, this is low budget production. <laughs> what do we got? I have to play an ad first. You have to play an ad first. <laughs> I'm on YouTube. Yeah. All right. Give me a hype horn. So when we say... When we say, all right, it is time for a quick sip. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that's the stuff. All right, so first quick sip. We're going to take a sip of the tequila. We're not going to wait. We're not going to rinse. We're not going to do anything. We're going to put down the glass, pick up the whiskey, maybe give it a smell, take a sip. Yep. Quick sips. Let's go. Salute. All right, Matt. What did you get from that quick sip? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we have to play it every time we say quick sip. (laughs) Sorry. But there it is. All right. You got me. I got caramel candy. I got like a sweet caramel candy. Yes. Like... A lot of the baking spices were mellowed, mm-hmm. and it just came out sweet caramel. It was so and, different and, than before. And I keep saying this, and again, I don't have the best palate ever, but I got I get a lot of red fruit. I didn't get that this time. but Fair enough. But for me, it was just all about that caramel sweetness. And maybe it's the candy aspect that makes yeah. me think of... You know, cherry, strawberry, candy. Sure, okay. But definitely a lot of caramel. A lot of vanilla for me. Yeah. I also noticed, I felt like that was way hotter on this second. The, whis- the whiskey came through The whiskey through a lot. came through a lot hotter than it did the first time. Well, you're going from 80 to 112, so yeah. it, it's going to punch you, but yep. I can go with that, yeah. But nice and warm. <laughs> What do they call that? The what is it? The, the Kentucky, Kentucky hug. hug. Yeah, when it goes down in your belly. Mm. Okay, let's now go the other way. So we're gonna start with the whiskey. Give it a nose. Give it a sip, and then quickly take a sip of the tequila. Quickly sip over this. So this is. Do you have the hype horn ready? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude. I'm looking at. I'm looking straight at you. I mean, they can't. Nobody can tell. I'm looking straight. At you. So this is. Quick sip number two. <laughs> with an odd, with a very odd delay. All right, you ready? Cheers. Cheers. All right, what did you get on that one? This sounds kind of strange, but it, it made the tequila sweeter. Mm-hmm. It, made it, it made it taste like it might have had an additive added to oh, it. Oh, really? Like a, like a caramel sweetness oh. to it because that... Sweetness lingered over in, into the tequila. It wasn't a bad taste by any means, but it it kind of made it taste a little artificial in nature, you know? Really? I still got agave. I still got a lot of vanilla, a little toffee, but just that caramel sweetness, again, shot through the tequila, probably because it's still just high, such high proof. Yeah. Right? Just high proof, still lingering... In, in, in my mouth. So. so I noticed that the whiskey on its own, not following the tequila, wasn't nearly as hot on the second sip. For me, the tequila, I cut through everything else and I got a super floral taste oh. and finish. Okay. I didn't feel like there was anything artificial yeah. myself. Yeah. But taste is subjective. It is. It is. But... I predicted correctly, I preferred it tequila first, whiskey second. I feel like the tequila brought more out in the whiskey than the whiskey brought out in the tequila. And that, w- that was really the point yeah. of the quick sip, Yeah, 
was what does it bring out? Right. But both of these are great yeah. by themselves. Yeah. And not that you have to sit them together, but I, I, I find that when you and I are together, usually we have both open. We usually we have, have both. Well, I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed both of these spirits. This was a great night. What do you think? I think these were fantastic. We didn't do it tonight, but you can always add a few drops of water mm-hmm. into the rare breed or an ice cube because it is such a high alcohol, you know. For sure. Maybe, maybe this is not the whiskey for a beginner, but this is definitely one to try. If you're a fan of rye, if you're a fan of wild turkey in general, yeah. I highly recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. So that about wraps it up for us. We want to thank you for listening. Please like and follow and subscribe and all that stuff and give us a five-star rating. We are on Instagram and a Facebook group at Whiskey Tequila Fridays Podcast. Thank you to Joby at Forsha Creek oh, for our music. Joby, so great. Thank you, Joby. We ask that you drink responsibly. And if you like drinking whiskey and you like drinking tequila, then it's always Friday. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. We appreciate y'all hanging, but now it's time to go. We'll come on back for more whiskey to keep a Friday show.